it's just so totally possible to have an incredibly free life with a small amount of revenue. And what makes sense to me is, is if you're expanding your revenue, that means you've got more clients. You've probably got more homes in the ground, which means that you've got more team or whether that's subbies, more spinning plates, less time. And every single time we've seen a client without fixing up their business processes have increased their revenue, their profit has gone down. Not sometimes, every time. Stress goes up, free time goes down, profit goes down. Whenever you increase your revenue, when you've got a broken model, it's just nuts. But it's what the majority of people do. Growing a successful trades business isn't about you being the best on the tools. It's about how you profit, plan, prepare and prosper so you can create a business that supports you and your family. Welcome to Profit First for Tradies. I am your host, Katie Krismali Marshall, and this is the podcast for tradies who are ready to transform their business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Let's dive in. Because I personally think the single most important part of Profit First is the reward. Because, you know, and I use this, some people go, well, why would you say that? Uh, example of if, if you throw the, the stick for the dog and the dog goes and gets it and brings it back to you and it's all very happy and didn't I do a good job and you pick up the stick and kick the dog in the head, oh. you know, the dog goes, okay, and, and it'll go and get the stick again. And if, But if you keep kicking it in the head each time you bring the stick back, after a while it'll stop bringing the stick back. And with profit first, you've got to adhere to that reward thing. That you, and, and I say to people that... If you, when you do that profit distribution where you pay yourself a part of the profit account, I believe that if you spend that money on something where other people around you go, well, that was a bit frivolous or that was a waste of money, you're onto something. I think you've, you've just hit the perfect reward because all that needs to happen is that it makes you happy. You feel good. When you buy that thing or have that experience or whatever with the profit, because I can guarantee you that it will get to a point and it doesn't even take that long where the amount of money in your profit account that you should be distributing to yourself, it's very difficult to figure out what to spend. Like, like I, you know, that I'm a mad keen technical tech idiot (laughs) and, and I remember you know, I just came back from Canada uh, the other day and, and in some airports where, you know, you've got tech to go and all of these sort of hecky shops and what have you. And I go in them all the time. And for the first time in a long time, I went into the tech shops and went, there's nothing in here that I want. Like, I've just, whatever I've wanted, I've just been able to go and buy. And it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling that feeling is always connected back to the disciplines of profit first. So the reward in creating that neuro association of performing the profit first disciplines and feeling good, performing the profit first disciplines and feeling good, it's so critical. So it just becomes automatic. Yeah. You, you will follow those disciplines. You will get the reward. You will feel fantastic. The good thing is that there will be other problems in your life that you'll be able to deal with. You won't be without problems. So, you know, 
that there just doesn't need to be a financial one. There, there will be other problems. And I think Dan Sullivan said that, you know, if you've got a problem and you've got money, you haven't got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that, can that. Be, it can be hard for people to, who are in a bit of a financial bind at the moment to be like, oh, it's, it's all right for you that you can do that. But again, as we say, if we follow the process, follow the system, be disciplined about it, you're going to get the reward. I know for me, when I did my first profit distributions, it took me until my third one to actually be able to spend it. Like I had, my first one was like $27 or something because I started at, towards the end of the quarter. That's correct. Why do I spend that on? Like, that's ridiculous. Then the next one was a bit more and I bought a pair of Converse shoes. And then the next one, it was a little bit more and it was like, oh, okay. And then from then on, we have a goal. So for us, our mind gets spent on travel. That's what we love to do as a family. So every year it's like, okay, what's the travel look like this year? And that goes towards that as well. So it gets me motivated to stick to everything, but it also gets the family involved because they can see that the work that I'm doing in my business, that we get this reward from it as well. And it doesn't have to be travel. It could be things. It could be whatever else. But also when I hear people say, oh, I haven't taken my profit distribution. No, got to take your profit distribution. It's like you've done 99% of it and then you've stopped at that last piece. And as we said, you've got to do it, commit to it, do every part of the process. Otherwise, it doesn't work as well. And like I, I'm still listening to what I said before, and I don't want people to think that I don't understand because, you know, now I don't have any financial distress. I did. Like for 20-odd for years of business, I had sleepless nights, living from hand to mouth. How are we going to pay for this? You know, when we first started the business, we had to sell the car to pay for groceries. Like that's the place that we were living in. And I just want people to understand that that when we went from hand to mouth and financial distress but just doing it the way that everybody else did it. So we just thought it was normal. You're kind of just living with that distress. And then you learn some things and you implement them. Our revenue didn't increase for many, many years. Our lifestyle and our, our emotional experience did change. So it, and, and I just, I hammer this home whenever I get the opportunity is the answer isn't in increased revenue. And I say to our... Never our, the answer. Never, 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 never the answer. It's never the first answer. No. I think that I, I do a, a podcast inside the Toolshed, which is our, our app for builders, and, and it's called the Builders Business Success Podcast, and there's an intro in it. And uh, the guy who does our video editing put it all together. You're on it, but Mike's on it right towards the end, and he's talking about, he said, you know, when people tell me that the secret to improving my business is uh, increasing my turnover... He leans into the microphone and he screams. <laughs> and it's at the start of the, the intro to this podcast and I laugh every single time. I laugh because he's a funny dude, but yeah. that, that is just what so many people think, that I, I need to increase my revenue. That's We need to build more houses. We need to get bigger projects. <laughs> uh, and and I, I think that, well, I know that we've got builders that, that are sort of perhaps a million dollars or less of revenue and they have a fantastic life. Yet I've spoken to builders who have $20 million of revenue. One guy pops into my mind who didn't 
jump into our program, was was had a wage of around about forty or forty five thousand dollars a year, managing a twenty million dollar turnover. And this dude talk about stress. Oh. Uh, it was unbelievable, and it's just so totally possible to have an incredibly free life with a small amount of, of revenue. And what makes sense to me is, is if is if you're expanding your revenue, that means you've got more clients. You've probably got more homes in the ground, which means that you've got more team or whether that's subbies, more spinning plates, mm. less time. And every single time we've seen a client without fixing up their business processes have increased their revenue, their profit has gone down. Not sometimes, every time. Stress goes up, free time goes down, profit goes down. Whenever you increase your revenue, when you've got a broken model, it's just nuts. But it's what the majority of people do. And and that's the thing. I think it's it's very easy. We were those people who just did what we were kind of told and what the regular people do. We're not special. We had to go through those hardships. We had to go through all of those things. And I always use myself as an example. My dad was quite sick and passed away a couple of years ago. I worked out I had I was 40% less in my business because I took him to all these appointments and treatments and so on and so forth. It was the most profitable year I had had because I had profit first set up in my business, had had for a number of years, and it was very easy for me to make decisions because I could see exactly yes, I can take this client on or no, I should take that one on. It was so clear. And in a period of time where it was so stressful from a personal point of view, I didn't have to expend any more energy making business decisions because I had the system set up and it very easily told me what I could and couldn't do, how much time I could have off. Like I I worked a lot less, had less clients, but still was more profitable just because I had that system set in place. And unfortunately... There's going to be those times in our businesses where we're sick, somebody else is sick, something goes wrong, and we want to make sure that we're prepared for those those points. I'm sorry. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I know that there's a, one of our members comes into mind now that they're just having a horrendous time with some family issues, and one of their parents is very ill and going into a nursing home, and, and they're, they're fundamentally full-time looking after their and and all of that sort of stuff. And I said, you know, anything we can do to help? And I said, no, the business is amazing. Like (laughs) the business is going gangbusters. And isn't that the whole idea? Isn't that the purpose of your business to give you the time and financial freedom to either go and enjoy what your passion is or be able to deal with, you know, the, the challenges that life throws at you? Because imagine being running a business that you're living from hand to mouth and then that sort of thing presents itself as well. You start to have, you know, you know, a child that's got a drug problem or, you know, a, a parent that's got a health problem and you've got to deal with it. You have oh, to deal with it. You and can't just say, please wait. No. Um, so, so implementing profit first is absolutely critical. Like you just got rocks in your head if you, if you're not doing it. And that's why I love to talk to you about this, Nick, because you're always such an advocate. And I think, as you say, you've been at the worst possible position and you followed the system and you are now here. And I think it's very easy for people to look at people who, for example, are in your situation, go, oh, it's easy for him. Yeah. But it wasn't easy. Like there was no easy, there's no like easy profit road 
certain people and the hard way for other people. Like we all have to come through the same process. So if we could just leave my listeners with one, actually two things, one piece of advice for them. And then second thing, where they can, your podcast, your tool shed, all of your details, please. Piece of advice is obviously if you're not implementing profit first, a hundred percent, do it. And then the other experience I've had with it with with some people, even our own members and and man do I fire up and jump up and down when I hear it that I just need to get a few things, you know, sorted before we implement profit first, you know. I've just got to pay a few bills or we've got to No, no. Right now, this instant, you open up the bank accounts and you start with just 1% because it's not about the amount uh-huh. dollar figure. It's about the behavior. And if you can start that behavior and you end up at the end of 90 days, you've got $27 in your profit account. That means that you've got $13.50 to go and buy ice cream with, you know, and you absolutely should do it. You don't ever go, it's only $13.50, I'm not going to bother, I'll wait till it's a decent amount. No, you get that $13.50 and you go and buy ice cream. I like ice cream. Salted caramel and chocolate. Have a double <laughs> and and go buy it and you go, this is my reward. You know, sit in, in the sun and reward yourself with that $13.50. That would be my advice is do not wait there are no excuses. There, There is no relevant excuse. But the second question was where, where to find it. It's about you. Who, who, what type of uh, your podcasts, your tool shed, all the details. Well, so we've got a podcast called The Tool Shed. So that's out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so forth. And we've also got The Tool Shed, which is uh, an environment. It's just a, a free environment for builders and trades-based businesses. It's just an app that you've got on your phone or your computer and you get access to another podcast, the Builders Business Success Podcast, which you've been on a number of times. And there's just a ton of resources in there. And for me, the reason we build it is community is so, so important as a contributor to the success of a business. Trying to do it yourself just sucks. And if you can get into the commu- into a community of, of success-focused, sharing contributing type people you've just struck gold and and that's what we've created with toolshed is that's the culture in there to, to help and share and contribute and you know wh- why take all of the time effort and money that it costs to learn from experience when you can learn from other people's experience just ask questions not make the mistakes that they made but gain the benefit of the lesson that they can give for nothing you know um yeah they've that please is being a contributor. I think from from a cultural point of view, if you're going to join a community, your number one priority should be, how can I contribute to this community? Because if you have that mindset and there are a bunch of other people with that mindset, you get 20, 30, 40 times more out of that than someone who comes to a community for what they can get out of it. And that's that's what we're trying to build with the tool shed. So come join us. Thank you very much, Mick. Always a pleasure chatting. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Profit First for Tradies. If you want more, head over to profitfirstfortradies.com.au for the show notes and the links to today's free resources. 
And if you'd like to learn how to become a permanently profitable tradie and eliminate your cash flow problems, join us in the Profit First for Tradies Facebook group where I share tips, resources and trainings so you can save time, save money and save your sanity. You can learn more over at profitfirstfortradies.com.au. Catch you next time on the Profit First for Tradies podcast.